Welcome to C-Suite Radio. The Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by the Cheap Seat Entertainment Network. Holy heartbeat! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Welcome into this bonus episode of the Open Mic Podcast. My name is Brett Allen coming at you live from the Bay Area Studios, brought to you by the Cheap Seat Entertainment Network, where we connect you with your best podcast guest. It's a boutique service, and we're going to be launching very soon. If there is a guest that you want to have on your show, a celebrity guest or anybody like that, we will do our very best to connect you with that person, their publicist, and get them on your show. No guarantees at all, but we will definitely work hard. I have been in the podcasting game for a long time and in the broadcasting industry for even longer. And I have decided to take my resources and my connections and turn that into a business. This is the first time that we are announcing this to anybody listening. Cheap Seat Entertainment will be coming to you very soon. And this is going to be a lot of fun. There are other things that our company will be doing as well. We will be helping you with guest pitches, also writing your guest pitch letter, and just a whole bunch of other things. Cheap Seat Entertainment. That's right. It's not cheap. It's the best. And at first, people were like, well, cheap is kind of a negative term. But really, what we're doing is we're taking that word and we're reclaiming it and making it something very special and unique. So Cheap Seat Entertainment Network coming to you very soon. This episode is also brought to you by HostGator, one of the best web hosting services out there, in my opinion. 24-7 support. You can literally call anytime or go online and somebody will help you. They will not hold you hostage and make you wait. You can go on there. And if you go over to HostGator.com and use promo code Brett's Open Mic 2020, you will get up to 65% off of your first few months of services as low as $250 a month to host a website. That's a steal. And if you're not super savvy and you don't have an eye for art, HostGator will help you and provide you with over 500 plus templates to help you build your website. And you can click and drag. It's very easy. I'll tell you what, if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's HostGator.com forward slash Brett's Open Mic and promo code Brett's Open Mic 2020 for that huge, huge saving. So today's episode is a bonus. Brent Basham is a great friend of mine, and he's been a huge supporter of the show from the very beginning. He is one of the co-founders of podit.net. Get connected, the best way to connect for your next podcast interview. Huge names on there like Super Joe Pardo, Bafta Yamam, uh, Matthew Passy, Digital Dads was one of Brent's former podcasts, but now he has released a brand new show called Long Tail Success. And it's one of the best business podcasts out there. But Potit.net is great. If you're looking to be a guest or to find a guest, then Potit.net is the place for you to go. If you're looking for just a wide 
smattering and a wide eclectic variety of people for your show. I've gotten a few people from there. I'm on there as well looking to be a guest. In any case, I feel like I've talked enough, but this is a rebroadcast from a live stream we did on our Facebook page. Brent is the absolute best and I really, really hope you connect with him. All of his information will be available in our show notes. Brent, let's let's uh, bring him on here and uh, let's replay this for you. Enjoy everybody and have a great rest of your 4th of July weekend. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Brett Allen from the Open Mic Podcast. Thanks for joining in on the live stream. If you're watching, thanks for being a part. And I'm still kind of new to this live streaming. I, I'm figuring out the whole comment thing. Um, and I scheduled a virtual conference this weekend with a lot of people. So I'm hoping <laughs> that uh, with all of this... You have to put this comment in the Facebook comments for people to see your comments or I don't know. I, I'm hoping it works out, but I'm here with Brent Basham and he is the one of the founders of podit.com. He also had a podcast and it was Digital Dads. He is also an entrepreneur. He just does a lot of things. And so we're doing this live stream and also this will be available on the podcast feed here in the next couple of weeks. Brent, welcome to the show. It's good to have you, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. I know you've had a lot of um, big name guests lately, Brett. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm flattered that you brought me on the show. Well, everybody's a big name, in my opinion. And trust me, sometimes the big names uh, come with, uh, you know, that saying, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, right, right. It's, it rings true with some of those people. So mm. I just love talking to people, honestly, and that's why I started this podcast two years ago was just because of the fact that I like talking to people and hearing their stories and just connecting with people on a different level. And I think, you know, everybody has their niche and, and the way that they do podcasting. And I and everybody says, too, I think I'm different, but I really do feel like I do things a little bit differently because of my style and and just talking to people, but I'm excited to have you. Now we have known each other virtually, I think on Facebook for a while, but just in the last mm -hmm. few months, we've actually connected, right. And been able True. to have conversations and really connect on, on more than just a contractual level. Um, but you've been in this realm for a while, right? Podcasting and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so we started uh, Digital Dads way back in, I think it was 2014 or something like that. I don't, I'm really bad with dates, but around there, and we did it for about two and a half years. So basically, that show, not to plug it because it's kind of dead anyway, um, we pod faded. But that show was, we were having these conversations, a buddy of mine, in fact, he's a co founder of what, we're, what I'm doing now with Pod It. And we were having conversations at work about how we are the last digital immigrants raising the very first digital natives. And that was a unique point in history. Will never happen again. We had no clue what we were doing. Um, technology was ushering in things at us that we just weren't. We were trying to learn and parent at the same time. Um, and I think since we did the show, that's even accelerated further. So yeah, love doing that. And uh, had always been a fan of podcasts from that time, listening and paying attention. Now everybody's got a show, so it's a bit hard to keep up with everybody's content nowadays. Um, like it wasn't, you know, before it was a lot less people had them. Uh, people didn't even know what they were back then. Uh, but yeah, it was a great experience. I love the space. I love being able to have our voice in the world with that show when we did it. And uh, I love having other people have their voice in the world. I love that it can be ranged from independent people just picking up a microphone and finding their, you know, their lane and their groove versus like these 
overproduced or highly produced, we'll say, shows like NPR and all these kinds of things. And there's a lot of area in between. Um, and I think that's a fantastic medium to jump into. Well, podcasting to me, I mean, I've been doing it for two years and then I took a break. So on my first show, I think I had like 160 episodes and then I stopped for like a year and then I restarted and I started right when this pandemic kicked off. Eric Conley, who is a mutual friend, Mm -hmm. you know, he I had I basically had an existential breakdown about the show because it just got so stressful and. I was saying yes to everybody and I didn't really have a a plan how to do it. So I stopped and and now I'm back again, but I, there, there can come a space where you get to that point where there are so many shows out there. I agree with you. And you, you, I don't know. It just, I don't know if competitive is the right term. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like, Holy cow. You know, there's 10 million shows about interviews and 10 million shows about being an entrepreneur. Right. Uh, How did you like, but you've been in this kind of before podcasting was really a thing, right? I mean, I mean, I was on the cusp. There are certainly people that were before that. Um, You know, we did it for a long time. I think what drove me and, and certainly we got to a point where we kind of faded out, but what drove me for so long was we had these conversations that I was really interested in having. And so it's very easy to get into that space. We went to a podcast movement event and I think Larry Roberts talks a bit about paranoia Mm -hmm. and some people get into this thinking, I'm going to go make all this money from all these downloads and all this advertising. And pretty soon you realize none of that's true at all. Um, It's a grind and it's a hustle. And I think, you know, I just did an interview with uh, Walker near who I'd met at at an event and great guy, but we get to talk about seven habits of highly effective people. And one of the habits in that book is, begin with the end in mind. And I think largely when we get into this space, we don't always realize the full value of what we're doing, which isn't really the money or the fame or the notoriety or any of that stuff or the comparison with other everybody else and downloads. It's in that human connection. It's in those relationships and the access to people. Um, There's other ways to monetize and do that kind of thing. But I think anytime you jump into anything and your primary focus is on making money, you're not going to produce something of much value. No, no. And that's funny that you mentioned that monetizing thing because what really what kind of tripped my trigger for podcasting was Adam Carolla's masterclass on podcasting, which I don't even think it's a thing anymore. Uh, in fact, I bought a lifetime membership and I just kind of, <laughs> as a side note, uh, tried to drop in there the other day and it's gone. I think it's on Udemy or something, but mm-hmm. I digress. But they talked about monetizing, and I think a, a common misconception is is that if you feel like that you want to do it for money and you want to get sponsors, you know it's not going to just happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. even if you have decent download numbers, which I feel like is a taboo topic between podcasters because there's really no way to validate that unless you just pull your stats from your hosting service, like right. Simplecast or you know. Blueberry or any of those, you know, that exist out there. And, uh, or if a guest asks for it, I've had that happen before where they want to see numbers, but it's very rare. So there's a lot of like trust that's in this community, right? Like Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, giving out stats and, and, you know, numbers and how do you really track it? Unless you have a lot of cash in your pocket that you can spend 
to produce those numbers and it's very difficult. But, you know, I feel like what you did, I, I listened to some episodes and it was a great show. Um, and, uh, you know, Norman Pattis, who kind of runs Podcast One, had said that you can't get into this for the money or mm -hmm. for the fame because otherwise it's you, you can't compare yourself to Joe Rogan or, you know, Adam Carolla because they've been in this business for decades. And it just happens to be now that they have a podcast. And so they have already a built-in audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, they definitely are bringing an audience with them from other media. I think that some people don't really fully understand that, or at least they don't bring it to the front of their mind that those guys weren't, they didn't go from nobody, pick up a microphone off Amazon, no. and all of a sudden had these kinds of downloads. It didn't happen like that. And never mind the skill of what they're doing, too. Exactly. Um, and again, anytime you jump into something and you want the quick fix, whether it's money or you want to just rise to the top, it's that whole Dunning Kruger effect where, you know, like at the very beginning of the curve, you think you're amazing and then you realize you're not. And then <laughs> you go all the way to the bottom and, you, and there's an opportunity there. But I think if you don't have a real passion or enthusiasm for what it is you're trying to do or the message you're trying to share or the voice you're trying to have or connecting with people, then you're going to fizzle out really quick, which is unfortunate because I think some folks who might actually make a real impact give up way too quickly just because they're, they're focused on the wrong thing and they don't realize that what they're doing does matter in the world. It really does. And, you know, you have your niche. That's kind of like your thing. And I, I've done sponsored episodes before and it's a real headache to be mm -hmm. honest like mm -hmm. it's not i mean it's nice to get three or four hundred bucks thrown at <clears> you <throat> but i tell you what if you don't produce the numbers that you say you can produce yeah. or that they're expecting you to produce yeah then it's a real crap show because now they're like hey you know we paid you five hundred dollars to do this live read in your episode and get this many converts from that episode and it yeah. winds up being half. I think if people want to monetize, you know, affiliate links are great. Mm -hmm. You know, this episode is brought to you by audible. Please use code Brett's open mic to get a free book. I mean, you can go on and set that up like in five minutes or manscaped, you know, I mean, I don't know. That's the hot thing now. Stamps.com. I don't know blue purple mattress there's a few of them that they yeah. make the rounds don't they yeah they all make the rounds right so you have to do this i agree with you my friend just for the art of doing it and mm -hmm. you know joe rogan was a stand-up comic for years and adam carolla tried you know taking a swing at stand-up wasn't successful at it made friends with jimmy kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel, you know, is really responsible for Adam's career. And he says that all the time. You know, he knew Jimmy before Jimmy was Jimmy. And yeah. he put the grind in. And so I think the first takeaway is, is that you have to do this for the pure creative art of it, right? And, and yeah. just because you want to put out good content. And I think that should be a focus, you know, first and foremost, right before anything else and worrying about numbers and dollar signs. Yeah, we were lucky. I think uh, getting access to people because you have a platform is tremendous. You know, when I was doing our show, we got to talk to a couple of bigger name guests that I, mm -hmm. you know, and, and well, for me, like authors, I, I was fascinated with certain uh, nonfiction sure. authors and things. Um, but we would have never, I wouldn't have gotten a chance to sit and talk to them for 30 never. minutes and ask them those type of questions and really pick their brain. That wouldn't have been available to me. And the platform allowed me to do that um, in my case. And it, it's, it's in particular for each podcast, you know, everybody has their own type of show. 
in my case, we used to record, I used to record my kids. Uh, and I would say, for example, if we did an episode on being getting angry or losing your temper or something like that, I would then go and record my children and ask them one-on-one, all three of them, <laughs> about me and them and about their impression on that. And then we would cold open the show with like a clip of me and them or Andrew, my co-host and his daughter or something. And we cold open with us in real life about the episode we were about to talk about. And sometimes it's done a little bit, Brett, but what we were trying to do is pull back the curtain and say, Hey, here's us. Here's reality. We're going to talk about this. We're not experts, but we want to get better. And we were able to bring on experts in the field to talk to us and the people listening to us that, yeah, maybe they had a book, but maybe they didn't have a lot of forum out there. People didn't know where they knew our personalities and it was packaged in a way that was entertaining for them. And there was real value there. I mean, at our peak, we probably had only about, I mean, I say only, it was a lot around 2000 or so downloads, which isn't great for sponsorship. But man, if you imagine me sitting in a room, you always hear that whole thing, sitting in a room with 2000 people listening to what we had to say every week. That's pretty powerful. And we had people in their delivery room telling us how the episodes we had done helped them feel better prepared to be a dad. That kind of stuff you can't, sum up in in dollars and cents and those kinds of things will always matter to me you know i think that's so important brent and it's true because you know i was talking to this podcaster the other day on um through a social media outlet and he was really struggling or she was really struggling Uh, she reached out to me and she's like like many people have and i'm very thankful and humble i don't know why but they asked me how do you book these guests how do you Ergo, why I'm putting this conference together with all yeah. my podcasting friends who I feel like surpass me on that level. I mean, but anyway, you know, I'm not about self humility here, but I would, I asked her, I said, what are your download numbers? And she's like, oh, I only get like 1900 downloads per episode. And I was like, what? Do you realize what percent you're in with that? I said, do you realize how like, you're in the top, like, I Maybe, don't know, Brent, probably 10, 10 percent of probably. people who get those downloads, I go, that's a dream for anybody. And I use that analogy. Imagine sitting in a room with, and I think Eric used that with me too. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm only getting like 600 downloads per episode. He's all, dude, that's big. You know, I mean, sometimes it could be more if the guest shares it, you know, sure. Uh, but that's a whole nother topic to talk about. Uh, but I was like, that's a big deal to get that many numbers. Well, and it's powerful to another extent too, Brett. Think of that. That's the one-to-one, right? The one-to-one mm-hmm. of your show to those people. Those people don't live in silos. Well, right now they sort of do, but you know, <laughs> it, but but they all go out and touch other people and we share things. And whether that reflected in downloads or not, somebody might have picked up a nugget off of your show that impacted them in a certain way. And then that influenced the relationship that they have with somebody. So you having a platform and a voice with that many people has such a big ripple effect and i'm a firm believer that that you know the butterfly effect where you know flaps and swings on one side of the world and it causes a tsunami on the other people touch people we're all connected and so those little things that you do in an audience of first of all an audience of 600 is not small um but that many people being impacted by what you do and showing up regularly for me is a huge success i would personally say that's a huge success Definitely. And I feel like, you know, that's a validation too. the fact that somebody actually wants to listen to your show and be a part of that listening audience. And, you know, it's a building process, right? It's a way up, 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 up. I'm a firm believer in, you know, what you feed grows. And I say that all the time. 
like if you're putting positivity into all of this and you're working hard and you are, you know, putting in the effort to put out good content, well, then it's going to benefit you, you know, significantly and it's going to be worth it, right? Because you're going to continue to build. You have this great show, but now you've you've kind of created something that is, I feel, exciting. It's potted. And mm-hmm. I remember it's been, what, two years since you released it? Or is it uh, so little- it went live actually live in September. We've been talking about it for a long time. Okay, but but the, we ripped the you know ripped the veil in September at Joe's event, um, Joe Pardo's event, mm-hmm. MapCon, IndiePodCon now. So yeah, so uh, I guess it's been I don't know six months, five six months, something like that. Because I remember it being on Facebook and you were <laughs> allowing people to sign up for free. I think initially. Yes. Um, which I missed the boat on that. My bad. But uh, that was before I was really connected but it's still a great service to pay for because i found some great guests on there and you're a software guy so this is like something natural for you the thing that i like about potit there's a lot of guesting groups out there and i apologize if i offend somebody well kind of but i feel the biggest struggle with some of those groups is that you just get spammed and inundated uh it's like a facebook group and then people come on and say oh i just had you get link spamming. And uh, <laughs> that was a problem with anchor for a long time. When anchor first came out, they had their Facebook group, which is how I started my show. Uh, that's a good one there. Shout out for Eric Conley. I know he loves anchor. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, his favorite. Um, and blue Yeti mics. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, you know, we were just getting spammed, but you have created this platform. I, I want, you'll do a way better job of describing it than me. What, what is pot it? Because you know, it's where guests and hosts can come and connect together. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it and kind of what the overarching goal is for the service. Yeah. So to give you a little context first, Brett, with Digital Dads, another value for me, and I, I would urge everyone to consider this with their show, you never know where your what what happens in your future, right? So Digital Dads now has become the messaging uh, part of the marketing for what we're doing now. So there's value in that show, even though it's not even around anymore and you never know where that takes you. Uh, so that's the value of podcasting. And we're doing it. Part of the reason why we quit doing it was because it, as you know, very, very well, it's a difficult finding the right guests, coordinating the interviews, all the parts around it. It's just a headache. And we looked out in the market as well, we quit first that we, well, Okay, we took a break and then we never showed back up um, so far. And uh, that's what they call pod fading. But we realized that if we could give podcasters back some of their time, right, and start to solve this problem for them in terms of that getting that guest and the coordination, mm-hmm. it's really discovery, coordination um, are the two big pieces of that. And right now we're just at the infancy of where we basically have, and, and to clear it up too, you can use this uh, site for free on both sides, right? It's yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. There is absolutely a free version. It's just, if you want to get, um, make a better first impression with a better profile, or if you want to be pushed out more and get more exposure, then that's where the paid feature comes in on the guest side. But for podcasters, we don't charge at all. And that's because we know podcasters are nickel and dime. We know it's hard to find the right guest and everything else. So we wanted to create a place where we could put everybody together in the same 
and this was a big, hairy, audacious thing, and we're not even scratching the surface of what we're trying to do. We wanted to get everybody together in one place, so I didn't have to try to find on Amazon, are they even interested, do, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If I were to go to a place that's in, at that time was fictitious, um, where everybody, I could find some really cool guests, and I know they're looking for people, and I could start to build in some really cool social proof about like quality and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, um, that would be powerful. And vice versa, you know, for people to be able to reach out to me as a podcaster. And again, we're working towards some of those quality pieces too, but to be able to have a place where I could go and find podcasters looking for guests, because from a guest, when you switch over to that side of the microphone, it's tough to find podcasters who might entertain you having you on their show, that sort of thing. Um, I would say I've been really, really pleasantly surprised at the general level of quality of who's showed up in the platform so far. Really? Um, Why is that? I'm just curious. Well, I think, you know, by, by making it free, right? Sure. That you're going to draw and we have drawn, you're going to, and I'm not going to knock on anybody doing anchor. Of course you can start wherever you're going to start. And, and maybe that's a good platform for you, but you know, just the, the lower tier graphic design, I, I would say the lowest, possible effort. And I don't want to disparage people too much because right. it might be sticking their toe in the water. Go ahead. You were about to say something. No, no, no. I just agreeing with you. I agree. Yeah. I mean, so I don't want to, t- I don't want to tear that up too much, but there's, there is a low common denominator people that may be trying to jump in and make some money off of it, not really doing the work, et cetera, et cetera. Right. There is that in any field, there is going to be that element that kind of is just trying to get something for nothing. And, but because we have that free tier, we were a little bit, I wouldn't say concerned, but we were trying to make sure and watch and see what started filling it up. And I was really surprised and, and really happy to see that largely already without us putting any, uh, any kind of filters in there for quality or that kind of stuff yet, which we're moving toward, the quality has been great. The overall requests from people have been fantastic. The people I've had that have reached out to me have been great. So I'm very pleasantly surprised at where we're at already. Um, and again, we're just getting started. It's a great platform. Andy Schindling, former MLB baseball player who was on my show. Uh, fantastic. You've got some really like top level people on there. You know what I'm saying? Like Dave Jackson. I mean, I mean there's a lot of people on there. Joe, Larry, mm-hmm. um, just that are taking advantage of the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny enough, I was knocking anchor, but I, I think I'm, you know, it's kind of a one-stop shop. And that's why I started there was because I was like, well, I can use my phone. I didn't have money to buy a $200 microphone and a, and a laptop and a camera and a, right. a Scarlet, you know, two I two and, and invest thousands of dollars literally and equipment to be able to conduct interviews. And then I was like, well, I want to interview people. And so I started interviewing people and then I was like, well, I need a better system. So I bought a cheap laptop and I bought a blue Yeti uh, and it worked. And then now I've graduated to equipment because you know how to manage it. You know, it's like the law of diminishing returns. Yep. And so I was instructed, this is what I would recommend. And now I'm happy and uh, I can conduct live interviews, professional interviews with these celebrities and feel confident that I can deliver them quality, you know, instead of like eh, 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 trying to figure out what's going to happen. Can you hear me? Can I hear you? Right. Right. Um, and uh, because, you know, they're doing you a favor by giving you their time. Right. And so, um, and it's great. Um, I was going to name drop somebody I'm talking to tomorrow, but I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were asking questions about, 
you know, what do you record with? So, right. Um, right. They it's true though. Know. You know, we started, I started with a blue Yeti on digital dads and a number of our episodes there were on a Yeti and, you know, I've since gotten a better microphone and moved on, but the content was really good. And I was really trying to find my bearings. And the first few episodes were absolutely terrible, terrible. But sure. it's it was part of the journey of it moving is. toward. And I'm not suggesting that we're great now, but I did finally get to a place where I was comfortable and confident and felt like I could reach out to somebody, uh, the high level New York Times bestselling authors and got them on the show and then spoke to them and got information from that. And it was a good quality show. And so I guess my point is that when people are starting out, they might be starting out sticking their toe in the water. And if we immediately reject them, like, well, you're not, you're this or you're that, then they never maybe have the opportunity to move forward and be better and add value to the world with their voice. And, you know, so that's one of the things eventually we'd like to get into a pot. It was not only just having people come in there, we know we're going to attract these early people and to help them with some kind of uh, video tutorials and things like that to help them learn how to be better, not just on the technical side, but on the interviewing side and all these aspects that can help them grow um, and be better and contribute because they're there, they're showing up, they're putting the effort in. So let's wrap our arm around them and try to help them to grow and learn. And if they reject that, that's up to them, you know, but all we can do is try to help elevate everybody the best we can. Well, I like your platform because it allows people to go to a place to find great talent who maybe don't have the tenacity to, reach out to, you know, a celebrity or because everybody's connected now on social media. Instagram has been a hotbed for me positively for connecting Mm -hmm. with most of my people that I've had on. And then a publicist that I have, uh, you know, who feeds me talent as well. So between those two and LinkedIn, which I feel like is now even becoming more of a popular place to book people. Yeah. Um, Potted is great. And if you're not a part of it, we'll put a link in our show notes later when this goes on the air. And then we'll put it underneath the link here. Um, you know, when when we're done recording this live interview. But potted is great. If you want to get good quality talent on your show, I know Brent, I trust it's a great place to connect to people. And, you know, I've had a lot of people uh reach out to me. I think what I did was is I <laughs> when I put my show on there, I you know how you can put uh, keywords on there for what yep. you're looking for. Yeah, I, I put some keywords on there by mistake that I wasn't really. I was thinking in my head one thing and it came out the other way. Right, and then bam, I had like nine emails the next day <laughs> of all of these like you know quick start entrepreneurs, which I think right. those were great. But I've I've moved away from from those types of interviews, and I think right. I even had one of them on. Uh, but. Uh, you know, if you if you like that kind of thing, that's a great place for that. You've got some musicians on there. Mm-hmm. You've got some sports folks. You've got some other podcasters. There's just a really broad cornucopia of yeah, there's talent. Some, yeah, some interesting people like um, I know Carl Barth. Shout out to him. He's a professional mini golfer. Yeah. Uh, we just added somebody. And these aren't like your top tier celebrities, but these are people and the baseball player, which I listened to your episode with him. He was fantastic. What he's doing in the world, super powerful. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. And that's one of the reasons why, Brett, when we first started, it was really important to me to make sure we did have a good free tier for the guest side is because there are a lot of people out there, whether it be those people or university professors. Uh, we used to have we had a regular um, pediatrician, emergency pediatrician used to come on our show and talk about like summer safety tips. Well, she's not going to go pay for a platform. 
right? And so we needed a place. We wanted to create a place where all these people with expertise could have their voice in the world, right? And maybe you're thinking about starting a podcast and you come exactly. on there as a guest and you could try it out by being a guest. I mean, I wouldn't jump into having a podcast until you've at least guessed it a couple of times and try it out, you know, because it's it's a big endeavor. Yeah, it's it's a challenge, you know. You just kind of have to figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to go about it, and connect. So we've got Pot It, and it's fantastic. And you're constantly developing this. What are some of the new things uh, that you're looking to put out with it as we wrap up here? Yeah, so the thing that's about to come out is we're going to make it easy to add embed your episodes past episodes and on the podcast side that's going to be a free um feature on the guest side that's a paid feature but you're going to easily just search and find it using a api so um just making that really easy so people can easily vet whether they want you but the big thing we're working on behind the scenes right now is the ability to manage the whole from a podcast side and the guest side to have these requests, interview requests go into an interested state. You could have conversation back and forth because from what I understand on LinkedIn, it becomes really difficult to manage those threads with all the other e- or messaging threads and it gets lost, et cetera, et cetera. And there's also, as it moves through those states, right? So as you move from a requested interview, now it's interested, now it's accepted, now it's recorded and published. There are different things that start to happen. Like we could prompt you for a testimonial. Later on, we could prompt you to uh, share it on social media because we know it's in a certain state. So yeah. that's a big, big thing we're working on to really help the podcaster kind of move that managing the interview um, coordination out of their inbox and into a place where it's like custom built for that. Yeah, that can be a challenge because, you know, I pitch people, I get emails back instantly, let's do it. And then I don't hear from them for weeks. Um, And I realized that part of that is probably due to the fact that they're managing all their other press and they're like, oh, it's a podcast. Uh, I don't, that's maybe not taken so seriously. So let's just bump that down the list Mm -hmm. and then we'll get to it when we can. But hey, you know, I'm a, if I can get them on my show at some point, I'm totally fine with that. I had Captain Sandy on the other day from Below Deck Mediterranean on Bravo. I've been working on her for six months. And finally, I don't know if she had free time or I wore her down. Uh, <laughs> Andy Dufresne, uh, right? Yeah. And uh, she said yes. So you know, I feel like the big thing is pastors, what you can do is a put out focus on quality content. You know, make a little bit of an investment. You can start a podcast for like less than hundred bucks. You can get a sure SM, you know, a sure microphone or a you know a ATR, whatever for sixty bucks. Get a computer hard drive. Get Audacity's free, and you can really put out like a good show and mm-hmm. and put out quality and use your platform to get guests. Um, and uh, you do a good job of managing your 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 pot at. Uh, Facebook group as well. I love that you don't allow people to just come in and bomb you with uh, just, you know, complete and total nonsense. Or maybe you get a lot of that and we just yeah, don't see it. Yeah, it's tricky, right? <laughs> because you want to help everybody. You really, or at least I do. I really want to help everybody promote their thing, but it's always tricky because you want to make sure it's valuable for everybody else in the group too. So I'm glad to hear that it's working for you. And, you know, if it ever isn't, I hope people will give me the feedback and we'll just try to keep it, you know, keep it going. Cause we do want to help highlight things for people. And that's the whole point is want to help them grow. Last question. And not to put you on the spot, but are you going to bring your show back? Are you going to 
do something like that or are you just kind of got something in the works yeah so we uh we definitely have talked about a reunion episode my kids are you know my son went from episode 11 where we talked about the talk with him um to now being 15 and you know, oh wow yeah having a date and all that kind of stuff so this was he the was talk. 10 years old and yeah oh it was brett we recorded him we recorded him and my wife we recorded the actual talk we recorded me and my dad and then we did a radio lab style splicing it up while i explained to my co-host why my family is so insane um it was really fun but what a time capsule for me too right to go back and listen to that experience in, in my life but yeah so we talked about doing a reunion episode and kind of catch up on the kids and where they are now uh, they're so different. Um, but yeah, that and then I'm working on something I think I'm going to probably call Long Tail Success, which is a bit of a business show, but really trying to help people get more people to know, like, and trust them in the business space. And there's some really big, audacious guests I'm going after, like um, Bob Burke, who actually coined the term know, like, and trust and stuff know. like that. Yeah. Know. So um, taking a page out of your book and trying to go after some people that I think really would add huge value and there's business shows out there, but nothing that is resonates with me the way I would like it to. And I'm going into it with the right frame of mind. Like I'm not, hopefully people find value. I'm not trying to make money off of it. It's just a, a fun thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun project. And I'm, I'm anxious to get back on mic because I really love having these conversations with people like you. I just I enjoy it a lot. Well, I love you, man. And I feel like what you're doing is just fantastic. And I want to say thank you for all of your support and uh, just your encouragement. I think the biggest takeaway that I want people to, to get about podcasting really is it's all about community and it's mm -hmm. about encouraging and we're all trying to accomplish the same goal. Right. Um, and to, I want to see everybody be successful. I, it's not about, can I get this guest or that guest, or I don't want a Bigfoot uh, this person. Um, yeah. Because I've had it happen to me where I've been bigfooted, and if you don't know what that means, is, and it was my own fault. It's where you have a guest pitch you, you push them away, and then they go on a show that's ten times bigger than yours, <laughs> uh, and then the episode comes out before yours, and now you're like you have to eat your humble pie, mm. and they're still willing to come on your show, but now it's like then you get into the comparanoia thing, which Larry yeah. Roberts is going to talk about. This yeah. Saturday at the virtual free conference. Um, but just it's community. We rise by lifting others. I think Chase Hughes said that Jordan Harbinger says it. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we're all more than willing to help each other out. Um, and it's to be more than just a contractual relationship. Absolutely. Uh, and Potit has just done a really good job of connecting a lot of people. There's some really big fish in there. Um, you just have to put the effort in to to get a poll and throw it in. And and if you if you can get to that point, you know, the biggest answer, the worst answer you could get from anybody is no or right. not right now. Right. Because you don't they don't know you. Um, I've pitched some insane people. Uh, you know, you get the Hollywood answer, which is no answer. <laughs> right. uh, but I always think about it like. So I pitch them. A publicist is going to see it. That's maybe one more person who listened to your show and heard, hey, he's had this person on or she's had that person on. Right. And I feel like all of us have a small piece to knit this, you know, rug together of community and podcasting. And um, 
If you're not a member of Podit, I highly recommend you doing it uh, because there's just a very big treasure trove of folks out there who want to be interviewed, who are dying to be interviewed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, don't want to pay $5,000 a month to a, a platform that's going to get you guaranteed interviews, which it might, but people want an audience. And I feel like your platform will get that. Um, so I did have one more question. You, you, you alluded to this earlier. This is just how my, the Brett Allen podcast brain works. Oh, hit me. Um, so you've got this platform. Um, what are some of like, as an entrepreneur or as a, you know, whatever, what, what are some of the biggest failures that you've learned from when you were putting this together? Like you launched it. Did you have any, Oh crap moments where it was like, this is not what I was hoping for or, you know what I mean? Like, did you get the traction that you wanted? I mean, wh what was that like for you? Um, yeah. So it's definitely at the beginning slower than I would have hoped. I'm an optimist by nature, but then you have to recalibrate and realize you're trying to build something from nothing, particularly a network at the beginning of a network. It's really hard to show value when there's not a lot of people there, particularly when you start splitting it up over like categories and that sort of mm -hmm. thing. It's like, well, how valuable is this? I don't know. And so I think a lot of people, plus you're dealing with the curve of early adopters and you know, the whole thing when you get the laggards and the mainstream. And so, so I mean, I guess I knew that stuff intellectually, but then watching it happen and materialize it's an interesting grind. You know, at the beginning, I think you got a lot of uh, people that are kind of like wait and see, even though it's free, even though there's, you know, you still you do. Uh, but then you got people that'll jump right in early and, and support you right from the beginning. Um, and I don't think either of them are better or worse. It's just personality types. It's other sorts of factors. Uh, and then, you know, working around occupations and working as a part-time team and expanding uh, from four people to seven people now to try to execute on. We validated the idea. There's enough people. We've got over, I think, 1,100 people that have signed up. And then we've got like six or 700 interviews that have actually happened already. And so that's, I say that just because that validates the concept. That shows mm. that it, that people do want this to work. And so now it's a rush to put in some things in place that we know can help make it more to what we had envisioned in the first place. Um, the more it grows, the more people hear this and they go sign up even for free. We may go and put some advertising. It helps us to deliver on what we're trying to deliver on. So I think that for us, it's very much a community in that we're all kind of in this together because the more people get onto this, more people use this, the more people help us share the word, the more we're going to be able, be able to deliver something of value to them in the future that we really want to build. And, and we haven't, like I said, we haven't gotten to where we want it to be yet. And we really hope we are able to sustain and get to that point where everybody can get huge value out of it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Um, even if you found one person, which I feel is a huge underestimate, but there's some very interesting people on there. Uh, a lot of interesting people who have a lot of great value to offer who either want to be a guest um, or want to have you on your show, podit.com. Dot net, dot net, actually. Dot right. net. Ugh, see. No worries. No, but you know what, though? You're, to your point about the guest, both you and I are on there. If either anybody wants either yeah. of us on there as a, as a guest on their show, there you go. It's how yeah. you can get bread easy. <laughs> well, thanks for Early being special. here, man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being here, uh, Brent. I appreciate it. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. And good luck on your conference. I know it's, you're going to kill it. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. 
If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. Today's episode of the Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by Cheap Seat Entertainment.